the geometry of the place was all wrong. One could not be sure that the sea and ground were horizontal. You're listening to Cthulhu and Friends, starring Stacy, Mike, Fred, and Steph. I am your game master, Veronica. Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of Cthulhu and Friends. I am your game master, and this is Triskaidekaphobia. Oh, so no one's going to show up for this? Oh, I, I guess right, I'm no. here. Cool. You're here? Yeah, I'm, you I'm be here, here for now. Okay. I'm well. Stacy, and I play Bellamy. Welcome. I'm Michael, and I play Todd B. And I'm Steph, and I play Clara. And my name is Fred, and I play Edward Worthington III. Or Detective Edwards. <laughs> or Detective Edwards, exactly. Best friends. They know each other's names. <laughs> Hey, Mike, uh, what did you and your BFFs get up to in the last episode? Last time, on Cthulhu and Friends, Nighthawk tells the group that she saw Carol only two days ago. Todd calls the coroner to collect Carol's body. Edward and Bellamy head over to the Divine Bovine to escort Diane to the police station. Once they arrive, Edward and Bellamy question Diane. After questioning, Diane is escorted into the morgue to identify the body. She immediately becomes sick upon seeing her dead daughter, and then lunges for a scalpel and stabs herself repeatedly. Edward frantically works to stabilize Diane. And that's where we left off in the last episode. feel then, you know, I could feel everything. Wait, did you say you could feel them? Who's them? The mother looks disoriented. She is fading in and out of consciousness. If you can imagine trying to commit suicide losing an incredible amount of blood and also being in shock because your child has just been revealed to you as dead. She's not in the best mental state, but she looks at you with terrified eyes and she lifts up her hand and it's bloody and she touches your little scar and she says can you hear them and her hand falls her warm blood is dripping down your cheek what I'm gonna start like kind of feeling my cheek like picking at the bandage like staring off in the distance, like not not sure what I'm doing, just kind of picking at it. Do you remove the bandage? If nobody stops me, I'm going to keep picking at it until I've pulled it off. It hurts. I mean, you've got quite a bit of tape on. 
you pull off the tape and you can feel this like pulsing in your cheek. But as you put your hand against your cheek, it doesn't feel like that anymore. And the pulsing stops and you feel the blood. And just for a second, you can hear something like behind you. It sounds like whispers. I'll spin around. There's just a wall behind you. And the whispers fade. Guys, I'm losing her. We need to get her to the hospital. Bellamy, you hear from the hallway, Edward yelling something, but he's kind of muffled because he's in between doors and there's walls between you. But then you hear this screeching of like sneakers coming around the corner and you see Nighthawk just full on sprinting toward you. I will move out of her way. What are you do- what are you doing here? She grabs onto you. I there's a lady in there. Bad allergies. And I just I went to a guy got help and and she's she's on her way. So, okay, help is coming? Uh-huh. Okay, uh, I should let them know. You should not go in there, though. You should stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll be, I'll be right back. So I'll rush over and I'll push open the doors. Uh, help is coming. Nighthawk, Nighthawk brought, she brought somebody. Oh, that's, that's good. So someone from the hospital or is there a hospital here? I don't even know. You hear the very distinct sound of heels on a marble floor as they round the corner and Bellamy, you see out of the corner of your eye someone walking toward you. I will turn to look directly at them. A tall woman, probably maybe 5'10", 5'11", starts making eye contact with you as she looks up from a notebook she has high black heels on and she's got dark pantyhose it seems she's got this really tight fitting skirt that hits just below the knees a white ruffled blouse that's tucked into the skirt and a gold chain belt She has a long trench coat on, and it's open. It's black on the outside, but there's a very rich red lining, and her dark hair is long and spilling just around her breasts. As she looks up, you see that she has dark eyes, and she smiles. Hello. My name is Beatrice. Bellamy has a very suddenly blank look on her face. And she just stands there with her mouth open. Uh Uh-oh. Whoa. Hi. Hello. 
there's a lady dying in there. Understood. She nods, and she takes her left hand and she cups it around the back of your head. Everything's going to be just fine. Okay? Yep. And as she passes you, you feel this big leather kind of briefcase slash handbag that's like kind of in the crook of her elbow brush up against you. And it has a big golden M embossed on it. And she just kind of glides into the room. All of you see her as she slides into your life. Diane, stay with me. Keep looking at me, okay? You're going to be okay. We're going to get you some help. Beatrice walks past you and you hear someone pick up the phone. You hear a rotary dial. And you hear someone speaking in a language that is unfamiliar to you. And then she hangs up, walks back in, and takes a knee beside Edward. You're doing just fine. Everything's going to be okay. Are you a doctor? No, I'm not a doctor. But you're in luck. My sister is. Uh, oh, okay. Um, she's lost a lot of blood and, and it's it's not looking good. Um, sh- she stabbed herself. I, I, I don't know if I could save her. Why was she here? Uh, her daughter. We, we found her daughter earlier and... Um, she she stabbed herself. And this is the deceased. She points up to the daughter's body. Uh, uh, yes, that that's Carol, and and this is her mother, Diane. You have to do something for her. Of course. She opens up her bag. And you see her rifling through a couple of things, and she pulls out a syringe. And she injects the woman with something. Everything's going to be fine. My name is Beatrice. She removes the syringe and casts it across the floor and snaps her bag shut. I thought you said you weren't a doctor. Oh, I'm not a doctor. Then what was that? It was a fluid. I'm not exactly sure. But my sister said, in a situation like this, it could be life-saving. Oh, okay. So you had a doctor's instructions that... Mm. That makes more sense. Is, Is the doctor on the way? Yes. Oh. Help is on the way. Oh, good. Okay. And you see as Diane's breathing becomes deeper and more steady. And you're not feeling this, like, crazy pulse from where she stabbed herself. 
and everything seems to be evening out. Keep applying pressure. In a few minutes, two men walk through the door and they lay out an orange stretcher. And they move Diane onto the stretcher and they rush her out of the room. Beatrice stands up. I continue to stay in the same position that I was, just kind of hands on the ground where Diane's body once was, probably just covered in blood. And I look up at Beatrice and I don't say anything. Tell me how exactly it is that you came to be in this room. That's that's a loaded question. <laughs> she pulls out a notebook and is writing as you were speaking. I, I guess we started looking for a a lost child and when we found her body, we needed to get it identified and then and then her mom, she just lost it. Do you have any leads on the body? Um, not really. Just a couple of names, but we, we thought it could have been the mom, but after the way she reacted, I there's no way. Yeah, it couldn't have been her. Well, we don't exactly know that it could still be her Uh, you didn't see the way she looked at the body the way she reacted there's there's no way she went into shock I've seen a lifetime of people pretending that they weren't the bad guy um who, who are you I mean I know your name but uh what what do you i what do you do Hmm. my name is beatrice mason i'm the magistrate of justice uh oh i wow uh nobody we were basically told that um that didn't really exist here Uh, uh apologies i'm uh i'm bellamy And I'll put out my hand. Beatrice accepts your hand very kindly. Not only does she extend her own hand, she takes her left hand and cups it underneath your clasped hands and squeezes. I'm just here to help you. Uh, Everything is going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, um, we're, we're with, so Darius, uh, kind of told us in a roundabout way that we should take care of this kind of stuff. So and he I, left you alone? He is... Yes. He's busy. I, I don't know. We're not... He's not here. We well, came to find him. You're in luck. Because it seems as though I share a similar fate. 
I was also called here by my good friend, Darius. And I'm here to help you in whatever way that I can. Oh, You see, he left me these cards. And she opens up this small gold card case. And you see the town sigil, her name, Beatrice Mason, Magistrate of Justice. So when did you come to the island? Was it after Darius left? Yes. In fact, I've just arrived today. Good timing. Huh. So you're kind of thrown into this like us. Exactly. Okay. I'm I'm Clara, by the way. I'm apparently the mayor pro tem, so I guess we've both been thrown into important jobs. Yes, of course. Now, just so we're clear, a magistrate of justice operates on a completely different level than a mayor. You're more legislative and I'm more judicial. Oh, right. Yeah. I I took a leadership class, so we (laughs) learned about that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff, you know. You seem to have stacked qualifications. (laughs) Thanks. I'm sure you're doing a fabulous job. I'm trying. We didn't expect to encounter a murder. Right. And your name? She extends her hand to Edward. I stand up and I look down on my hands that are probably covered in blood and I self-consciously start rubbing my hands against my clothing trying to get Diane's blood off. I look at her and apologetically shrug. I I don't want to ruin her hands with the blood and say, "Uh, my name's Edward. Um, Detective Worthington. Edward. It's wonderful to meet you. I have a nephew named Edward. It's nice to meet you as well. And and, uh, thank you for saving her. Um, I don't know what I would would have done if we had lost her. Uh, Well... You would have lost a vital witness. Yeah. Yeah, I I guess you're right. Um. Listen, I want to help you. All of you. Um, just the three of you? No, Todd... Todd was doing... Running labs. On the plants. I'm not sure where the lab was. But it can't be far. Why don't we step out of this room? It is, after all, covered in blood. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's let's get out of here. Beatrice turns around, and as she walks away, you see that her shoes match her whole red and black ensemble, as the bottom of her shoes are a bright, vibrant red, and she walks out. Leading the way. Uh, hey guys. Everything okay in there? Hey, uh, Nighthawk, just 
make sure you don't go in there, okay? It's it's not a pretty sight. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go in there. Yeah, I don't want to come out looking like you do. No offense. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh. You want a you want a clean shirt or something? That would be great, Nighthawk. All right. Uh, well, uh, I'll I'll go grab like some clothes or something, maybe from the house, and I'll I'll, I'll meet you back here. Appreciate it, Nighthawk. Thank you. Or, or, I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, it's your plan, really. I mean, if you guys are already going home, that probably wouldn't take, like, a, make it would it wouldn't make a lot of sense. But I mean, I'm here to help. You're doing great. Okay, bye. So, Beatrice, um, how do you know Darius? He's a very old friend. Oh, um, we're old friends of Darius's as well. Um, did you know him from college? No, childhood. Oh, that's strange. He's never mentioned you. Mm, we've just recently gotten back in touch, I guess, is what you'd call it. Um, apparently, he suffered some sort of head injury, but his memories came back. Whoa. When was that? He didn't mention that to us. Maybe six months. Huh. Anyway, we've been speaking quite a lot over the phone. Yeah, I guess we should have spoken more to him over the phone. Well, I didn't know very much about you either, so. Huh. So, do you know where he is? Um, we kind of came out here looking for him, and I don't know, it's... It's strange here. Well, it just seems to me that he slipped off the face of the earth. I'm not quite sure where he's gone, but there's not very many places here that he can go, so... Oh, uh, I I think this is the lab where Todd's at. Oh, good. Hey, Todd! Edward, what... What the heck happened? Um, I stare at his shirt. I, yeah, uh, Diane, she, um, she tried to commit suicide and. Oh my gosh. I just, I think seeing her daughter just made her snap and she started saying weird things and, and attacked herself and, and yeah. I, I tried to stop her. I, I just wasn't quick enough. Oh man, I'm I'm so sorry. I I, I just thought I, I should come in here and, and start preparing everything for the the lab guys to run, you know, better experiments on these things. Ah, uh, I should have been there. No, we we need answers about these plants. They they we stabilized her. Edward stabilized her. What um, plants exactly? Are we talking about? Oh, um, hi. Um, Hello, Todd. Scientist? Yes. It's a pleasure to meet you. 
I extend my hand. She warmly embraces your hand. Uh, also a scientist? No. Um, yeah, so I motioned to the samples that I was preparing. Uh, there was a lot of really weird things with where we found the body, and, uh, I don't know, it just, a lot of things seemed really off, not to mention just the scene itself, but I, I took a variety of samples and I was just preparing to ship them off so we could figure something out. I just, we just don't know what the heck happened. Where exactly are you sending your samples? Yeah, um, I have some points of contact for the Northview University, um, and they they have a much better and like full spectrum of equipment there. So, mm. my name is Beatrice. I'm the Magistrate of Justice. I insist that you send these to a private lab. Why is that? For quicker results. Oh, okay. Uh... She hands you a card. And you see just a single name on it. She'll be able to assist you. Uh, oh. Okay. Um... I'm assuming everybody else is fine with that. Quicker would be better in this particular it, case. Yeah, I mean, if uh, she's a magistrate of justice, she knows how this works, right? Yeah, makes so, sense. Yeah, I I don't know much about labs, so I'll leave that up to the expertise of others. <laughs> Tess will find us the answers we need. Great. Uh, how long does that sort of thing typically take? For her? A day. Oh, good. Wow. That's good. We need to find a place to talk. Uh. <laughs> are, are we not in a place? <laughs> uh, maybe we could take it officially to the mayor's office for official business. That's a wonderful idea, Bellamy. Thank you. You're welcome. Sure. Yeah, we can go upstairs and talk there. Lead the way, Mayor. Huh. Will do. And I'll lead the way upstairs. So this is uh, the mayor's office. Come on in. Lovely. I see you've been playing games. And she points to the bird board. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, just research. Um, really, it's been a lot going on. I will take a seat. Are there, like, multiple chairs in here? She actually opens a panel to the right, and you see an entire conference room. Oh. Uh convenient. Has that always been there? Oh, no, no. We knew about that. Definitely. Definitely knew about that. Well, we haven't had a need for a conference yet. Why don't you guys tell me about this? That's weird. Mm, It was a joke. 
It's a oh. it's a prank. It was uh, Todd's idea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Classic <Yep>. Todd. <sighs> yeah, let's um take a seat. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Beatrice, what did you want to talk about that we couldn't talk about in the lab? Oh, I wear extremely high heels. I don't like to stand and talk. <sighs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> she takes a seat at the head of the table and very casually throws her heels up onto the table and leans back in the chair. <sighs> Those are some high heels. I like to appear tall. <laughs> I raise my seat. So we've never dealt with a murder investigation before. Clearly. Uh-huh. Well, do we even know it's a murder? Do we? These are excellent questions. Uh-huh. What do we know? That the girl is dead. And she went missing. Two days ago? Yeah. And she wasn't well liked. Okay. She's mean. What else? Um, there are weird plants around her There was corpse. a surprising amount of plant growth that was covering her, and there's no way that could have grown in two days. So, has she been missing for two days? Or has she been missing much longer? Well... I mean, Nighthawk said she saw her at school a couple days ago, and... Don't forget that time is different here. Oh. Well, I mean, that's just a figure of speech. (laughs) I mean, time is time. But what is time? Where did it come from? And why does it linger? I mean, is this like a whole time flies when you're having fun kind of thing, or... Are you having fun? No, not at the moment. Not today. I feel like you're talking to us in riddles. That's how I best communicate my best ideas, really. So, are you saying she went missing two days ago, but she's been missing for longer? I'm saying that you need to look at St. Paxton, not on a surface level, but dig deeper. Ask yourself bigger questions and find better answers. Nighthawk walks in. Uh, hey, Edward. <laughs> uh, I, I found you these clothes. Oh, you're the best, Nighthawk. I appreciate it. And I start to change my clothes. 
uh, Edward, are, are you okay? Your your arms look a little. Uh, what what are you talking about? It's just the blood from Diane, and he quickly puts the shirt on. You clearly see Edward's chest covered in small little bumps and not necessarily bumps like they're not raised bumps but it almost looks like there's some sort of a holes all over his body tiny little pinpricks everywhere ask yourself bigger questions don't make arrests without me knowing and when you've got something call me I may find an office here instead. But I'll be back tomorrow. actually plenty of empty ones. Um, Do you have another card with your contact information? I do. And she slips one to you. You see her name is Beatrice Mason. She is the Magistrate of Justice. Magistrate? I guess Darius kind of had fun with all the titles, huh? Huh. I'll see you tomorrow. Or in a few days. Uh, huh. Okay. Remember, don't make any moves without letting me know. Good luck on your investigation. Thank you. Beatrice stands and walks out of the office. Nice meeting you. So, I feel like she has answers to these big questions she wants us to ask. So, Nighthawk, um, who was that exactly? Uh, Beatrice Mason? Yeah. Magistrate of Justice? I just met her today. Uh, Okay. Are there any other people that we need to know about that you met today? I mean, I've been bringing them to you as fast as they come. You're doing a great job. Okay. I appreciate your help. I appreciate that. Today's been a tough day. Yeah. Yeah. That's an understatement. Uh, So, Edward, um, I don't know what was going on there, but maybe you need to take a shower, man. Yeah. I I can't get this blood off of me. It's... uh, Yeah. I I think... Uh, I think there's like a restroom or something in this room. I don't know. Uh, like all the panels are... I, I have not actually been in here very much at all. Mostly just to like deliver water and that's it. Uh, Anyways, guys, I'm really tired. Can I go home? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Okay, bye. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, bye. bye. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. We should probably go home too. Yeah, I I got some of that blood on my face too. I wouldn't mind getting cleaned up and Well, um you guys get a head start towards the house. I'm going to get the samples shipped off to this test person and you know, hopefully we'll have those results sooner. Sure, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. All right, let's go home. Yep. See you guys there. Yeah. 
I will head back to the lab. As you turn to the door, you see that every door just looks like another wooden panel. And you're not quite sure which one Nighthawk pressed against to hop out. Um, do I have a general sense where that was? The corner of the room? Okay, I will go to the corner of the room and I will press against the panel to see if it opens. It doesn't open. Not in the farthest corner. Would you care to investigate the room? Yes. I will do the same. Which freaking way did we come in here? I have a bad sense of direction. I have no idea. <laughs> I hate escape rooms. I don't want to do this. Uh, no, it's, it's a like, conference room, Bellamy. Why is No, this is an escape room. <sighs> why would they make a conference room an escape room? That's It's hilarious. I guess you could say it's a panel room. <laughs> oh, Todd. oh my god this is not the time <laughs> okay really which one of these uh let's let's search around i want someone to roll an evidence collection me i will put a point into it because i need to get the hell out of this room two plus one is three you find the door you also find a panel right beside the entry door. It is a small panel that when you pop it open on the inside, carved like with a crude knife or something, you see the words, eat the rich. Okay, really? We shouldn't let Nighthawk deface Darius's stuff. (laughs) Look at what she carved here. (laughs) Eat the rich. (laughs) I don't know. Nighthawk's a good kid. Mm-hmm. That, that's a weird thing to... She's the only one running around this office. Are you kidding? Well, that's true. Doesn't There's take a detective. Huh. <laughs> that's weird. Um, well, I'm going to pull a pen out of my purse and write door on this panel. That's the door. So next time we come in here, we can find our way out. Well, lead by example. <laughs> I just don't want to get stuck in here every time we come in. Okay, that's... <laughs> I mean, really, who hides the door for a conference Wouldn't room? Wouldn't we have just known it was the one on the right of Eat the Rich? <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, I'm headed to the lab. Okay. <laughs> I'll see you later. Okay, let's go home, you guys. I'm tired. I want to wash blood off my face. Clara walks out and Bellamy follows close behind. Edward stops to grab his clothes or whatever. And the door slams shut between you. I will turn around and try to open it. You push against the panel and it doesn't budge. I'll try to help. You all hear a very distant giggling. Does this sound like the voice that I heard before the bird scratched me? Similar, yeah. Uh, Edward, are you in there? You okay? I will come back 
into the room. What? Why'd you guys stop? The door closed and Edward's in there and there's laughing and... Was he pranking us? It's not a good time. No, not mm. not Edward laughing. It was a voice. Did I hear the laughing as well? You do. Only yours sounds like it's in the room somewhere. And do I hear the rest of my friends? You do. I look for the voice in the room. You don't see anyone. You just see the paintings lining the walls. Hey, hey guys, um, this isn't funny. Can you open the door? We're trying. We can't. The chandelier swings above the conference room table. I look up to see if there's anything there on the chandelier. Nothing. Um, guys. Are you maybe pushing at the same time? I, I'm, I'm not pushing anything. I'm... It. Wait, am I supposed to be pushing? And, and I start pushing the panels. You hear the pushing back and forth on the door. Nothing happens. Edward, are you okay in there? I, I, I think so. There's... The lights go out. What? Did you guys turn off the lights? No. We didn't turn on the lights. Bellamy starts, like, banging the shit out of the wall. Like she's panicking now. All right, hold on, man. Did we pass any breaking case of a fire, like a fire axe or fire hose thing or anything like that? Sure. Okay, I will head down the stairs to find that and grab the axe. As you leave the door of the mayor's office, it shuts behind you. You run down the stairs, down a couple of flights, and you see an axe. And beside it is a long string of hose. I will break the glass and grab the axe. You do so. I will rush back up the stairs and try to open the door to the mayor's office. The door will not budge. It's locked. Bellamy and Clara, you hear as Todd reaches the locked door of the mayor's office now. Okay, this is weird. Um, stand back, guys. Okay. I will swing the axe at the door handle. As you pull the axe back, you're met with resistance as something catches the axe as you try to release momentum into the door. I will look back to see what it's hooked on. Nothing. Um, I will lower the axe to see if it moves down. There doesn't seem to be any resistance. You hear giggling behind you. Um, I, all right, hold on. You're so thirsty. I will swing at the door handle again. As you pull up the axe, you meet resistance again. Okay, what the heck? I can't seem to swing this freaking axe. Todd, are, are you... Do you need help with the door? Bellamy and Clara, you hear a loud... 
shattering of glass as something flies into the mayor's office. And the lights go out. I duck. Yeah, I hit the ground. You do so. There's glass all over the ground. Do we hear movement of anything after that? You do. There's something on the floor. It's writhing around. Shit, what do we do? I'm going to start, like, pounding on the panel again to the conference room. I would like to feel around for a larger piece of glass. And I'm going to try to, like, pull my sleeve down around my hand so that I can, like, pick it up without cutting myself too, too much. Like, I'm not expecting it to protect me. So if I find that, I will pick it up in, like, a dagger type of position. You do. You find that. You're able to do that. Bells, keep your eyes open. And I'm going to reach into my bag and pull out my camera and take a picture with the flash. You do that. And Bellamy, in a flash, you see a bird on the floor. Is it the one that we were using the bird board to talk to? It is gray. And you do see the runes on its beak, for sure. Um, okay, I think... I think it's the same bird from earlier. Okay, the one that was not attacking us? Yes. Uh... Bird, um, if you if you are the same one, just don't come near us right now. We don't know what's going on, and I don't want to hurt you. We're panicking. Let us panic. You hear the bird as it screeches, and then you hear something outside the window. And suddenly, there are many crashes. Todd, you hear them. Edward, you hear them. One after another after another. As bird after bird after bird flies into the mayor's office. I'm going to drop the axe and just kick down the door. I think I am just going to, despite the glass, scramble towards Clara. I'm going to drop the glass that I had in my hand. And just, like, scramble towards her to basically try to protect her as much as I can. And I'm just gonna full-on just curl up in a ball and let you protect me because I'm panicking with these birds. Todd, roll athletics. Six. In a moment of just adrenaline rushing through your veins, you burst through the door and the door actually comes off of the hinges. Edward, inside you hear crashes and screams and inside you feel a wind all around you and you hear whispers they sound like children we're hungry and we're so thirsty will you feed us we haven't been fed in days we're so hungry Edward Edward 
Will you feed us? I immediately start pushing panels in the dark, trying to find the door that led out to the mayor's office room. You open panels, but there's just the moonlight. And you smell something. It smells kind of like this one time at Leo's restaurant where he got really sick. And like the restaurant was closed for some time, but he had left some pork marinating. And it was like really rancid and bad. And he had asked you to go in and take care of the restaurant. But like you couldn't even get through to the kitchen because it was so gross. You smell that rancid, rotting smell when you open one of the panels. Do I see anything? Do I have any type of flashlights or anything like that on me? Maybe a lighter? You remember like, oh, fuck, I, Nighthawk got me these clothes. And you reach into your pocket and you feel a little Zippo lighter. And you pull it out. I'll uh, definitely flick it and light it. You see your father's face in front of you. Do do I, like, pass out, or am I still, like, conscious? You are still conscious. You take it in, and you see your father. He looks like he's kind of strung up underneath his armpits. And you see that there are tubes running out of his legs, like there's something in there and if you get close enough you see that it was blood roll sanity 17 you steal yourself you take two points of sanity damage and then you feel as someone walks next to you and blows out your lighter. You see? We've run out of food. And all of a sudden you hear as panels in this room flip open. And your lighter lights. As you turn around and spin on your heels, you see familiar face after familiar face, friends of your father, completely drained of blood. And then your eyes land on another pair of eyes in the corner glowing yellow eyes and a man walks forward you see Edward St. Paxton isn't free 
there is a price to be paid. A price in blood. You tell that woman to sign the manifests every morning. The next time my children are hungry, we'll do more than drag a body under the house. The next time, maybe we'll pick the flesh clean with our babies. Do you hear me, Worthington? At this point, am I just going to, like, black out from everything that I've experienced? You certainly can. If you do not, you will suffer crazy amounts of sanity loss. You can make the decision as the player to remove yourself from this situation and completely pass out. We'll just have to leave it up to the dice. We'll see. All right. I'm going to go with high. To blacking out. 62. What do I see, by the way? What does the person with the yellow eyes look like? As the eyes get closer to you, your lighter starts flickering out. And the eyes get closer and closer to you. And your thumb just starts fumbling as you try to light the lighter again. And you keep flicking and flicking until finally, as the eyes are just inches away from you and the breath is hot on your chin. You light it and you see an old man smiling with rotten teeth. His lips seem to be covered in scaly skin and he takes a finger and presses it against your forehead and says, She's not the leader. I am. And you black out. And that's where we're going to call it. Oh my god. No. Oh my god. Holy like I I was legit like trembling at one point. I was like I didn't know like if I should say something or if I should just let the scene kind of like wash over me and like at several points I got goosebumps like that was Oh my god. It wasn't terribly scary as much as it was terribly Uh, revealing. uh, (laughs) It was pretty um, freaking scary from this side of the table. (laughs) What is your definition of scary? I I think your threshold for scary is a (laughs) lot. Oh my God. Well, did you guys have fun? Yeah. Man. <laughs> it yes. Might. Yes. 
terrifying fun. Yeah. Well, it was great playing with you. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. This episode was produced and edited by Hiroshi. And the opening and closing theme was created by Rob Anderson. Find them on Twitter at Maybe Hiroshi and at Potentially Rob. You can find the rest of the crew on Twitter as well. V is at Typical Veronica. Mike is at One Gaming Lane. Fred is at I Think I'm Fred. Steph is at Starlet Firefly. And you can find me at Definitely Stacy. As always, you can follow the show at CAF Podcast and find a permanent link to the Discord in our bio. Want to take a look at the clues, information, or photos that Cass stumbled upon during the recording? Head on over to our website at www.cafpodcast.com and click on the link labeled The Show at the top of the screen. If you want to help support the show, please share us with your friends on your preferred social media and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also back us on Patreon by going to www.patreon.com slash podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out some of Geekly Inc.'s other shows, such as Inks and Issues, Cast of Thrones, and Transformation Sequence. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of Cthulhu and Friends Creepers. This is Hero, and I wanted to personally thank a couple of wonderful people who have made this show possible. People like Alex Corral, Jonathan Camp, Ben Apperson, and Russell Hurst. Your contributions have helped make this show possible, and we honestly cannot thank you enough for your continued support of Cthulhu and Friends.